powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hey, did you miss me? I'm back. What a way to come back as the Calgary Flames fall in, uh, I was about to say, extra time. Uh, you can tell what sport I've been focused on while I was away. Uh, but the Flames fall in overtime to the LA Kings tonight from the, oh man, you're still into that, dot com arena in Los Angeles, California this evening. Uh, coming up on the show today, I got rid of like half of my notes for this game, um, or at least talking points for this game, based off of like how things changed throughout it, but still, some frustrations, some things are coming around, but some frustrations with the team, uh, and then I have a question for all of you fine folks out in Chatland um, as we kind of put a bow on this one tonight. But first, I want to ask you, think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn that's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn 19 years and older please play responsibly if this is an area that you have some troubles with uh there is no shame in that game but uh there are links here in the show notes to help you get um the help that you need so the flames fall 4-3 to the la kings and I feel like I'm going to trend a bit more to the negative than a, hey, they got a point out of this game type of a game would suggest that maybe I would. But the reason I'm still quite frustrated about this loss this evening is that what we heard coming into this game was the Flames saying, this is the most important game of the year so far. This is the biggest game. You got the LA Kings, they're second in the division, you're five points back of them, this, and it's not us. It wasn't media people, it wasn't fans, it wasn't anyone else hyping this game on December 22nd in the year of Lanny McDonald 2022 saying that this was the biggest game of the year. This was the players saying it was the biggest game of the year and they played like that? If you come out and say that one game is your biggest of the season, I'm going to need you to get more than one of the first 12 shots in a hockey game and feel free to mix in more than three in the first period. Now, they bounce back better in the second period, and then in the third period, fart noise. It, the three to the LA Kings. And I feel like I'm going to trend a bit more to the negative than a, hey, they got a point out of this game type of a game would suggest that maybe I would. But the reason I'm still quite frustrated about this loss this evening is that what we heard coming into this game was the Flames saying this is the most important game of the year so far this is the biggest game you got the LA Kings they're second in the division you're five points back of them this and it's not us it wasn't media people it wasn't fans it wasn't anyone else hyping this game on December 22nd in the year of Lanny McDonald 2022 saying that this was the biggest game of the year this was the players saying it was the biggest game of the year and they played like that if you come out and say that one game is your biggest of the season I'm gonna need you to get more than one of the first 12 shots in a hockey game and feel free to mix in more than three in the first period now they bounce back better in the second period and then in the third period fart noise it, the 10 uh, two goals 10 seconds apart in the first I think 55 seconds just completely sunk it and again they were able to battle back kudos to them for digging themselves out of the hole that they dug themselves into because they just forgot how to play defense for a while 
But again, I keep coming back to this was your biggest game of the season. That's what you said. And you looked like that. So that's why I'm frustrated tonight. Because there was no reason for them to play that poorly. The reason that you would be, the reason that you would look that far behind this LA Kings team tonight is if you're that far behind the LA Kings. And I am, this was the first time tonight I got a little bit worried about like, oh, oh, this team might not actually be very good. Like, I, I keep thinking, you know what? They're going to figure it out. They're going to they're gonna click. They, they were starting to click, and then Daryl Sutter kind of fucked around and found out um, with the, the, the lines, and it sent everything off kilter, and they, they've kind of been able to get it back on track. But it just it doesn't feel like the season is 35 games in, but I believe that's where we are now, 34, 35 games into the season. You kind of got to figure it out. Like, at some point, this is just who you are. And I'm not saying that the franchise is doomed or anything like that, because I do think year two and three of Huberto and Uyghur and all these guys is going to look a little bit better. You just kind of need time to gel. However, I don't know, for this year, I'm not saying like, yeah, playoffs are done, because they lost in overtime to the Kings on December 22nd. But this was the first time where I was... Ooh no! Oh, this that this team might be a bit further behind than I I thought they were. I thought, I, and I was interested to see it coming into this one. How would the Kings? How, what what kind of measuring stick are the LA Kings? They are a very quick team. They got a couple of veteran players. Um, I was thinking tonight about um Andre Kopitar, and is he a Hall of Famer? I think he's a Hall of Famer. Feels like a Hall of Famer, but that's probably another discussion for another day. Um, but like they, they are fast. They have veterans. Their goaltending is a little ooh. Um, this is a good team that's like you know what? If you're the team that we thought you were coming into the season, you win this game tonight. And of the two teams. In this game, the Flames looked second best most of the night. And looking at natural stat trick, um, they do win the Corsi battle this evening. Um, some crazy how. <laughs> and high danger chances, they got their bell rung. Uh, 60% going to the LA Kings, uh, which means 40% to the Flames. Math. Um, I can't make a math joke while I'm doing, I'm on natural statric. That, that was bad. Um, and expected goals for, it was basically 50-50, uh, 50.27 to 49.73. So, like, it, it, the, the Flames didn't get their heads caved in. They were in this game throughout, but it was just so putrid to start the game and then so putrid to start the third period. Garrett's right in this. This team is average. Nothing special. Wild card if lucky. I was thinking about it coming in because our, our, our friend, um, on the, the game over Toronto side with, with um, all the, the Edge stuff, um, one of Edge and Christian's sayings when they were a team in the, the, the Attitude Era was that they were a team that totally reeked of awesomeness. Right now, this is a Flames team that totally reeks of averageness. Like, yeah, they'll have a couple of good games, beat the crap out of the San Jose Sharks. That's great. Fantastic. Uh, you lose to random team. You'll lose to the Kings, and you'll not show up against the Kings. Like, they, they got their head caved in at, at the start of that game. Like, that, that was... And again, with that, like, I, I'm kind of of two minds. Like, I don't, I'm not going to go full on, like, this team is terrible, doomed, trade everything that you can. Um, I'm not going to go that far, but this was a frustrating loss. And the first period, the Kings had the puck for forever in that first period. And I thought the Flames, aside from when they were shorthanded, I thought the Flames did a pretty good job of keeping everything to the outside. And so my thought was, okay, 
you the Kings had a lot of the puck, but they didn't get a lot of chances out of it. Calgary actually outcoursed them in the first period. Um, so it's like, okay, that's fine. They got they, they they got a lot of the puck, but but you're 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 taking away the chances. At some point, it becomes excessive. It's like, oh man, you've never had the puck. And another frustrating part, as I'm kind of bouncing around on this one tonight, but the the frustrating part for this game for me is your best attribute in this game was the power play. Um, Greg Millen, who I thought had a fantastic night on color commentary. Um, I think he's working into like one of the best color commentators that Sportsnet has. But um, <laughs> shout out Audie. Um, right? It, it's starting to come in a little bit more full now. Um, after like November and stuff, it's starting to get back to the, the original glory. Audie uh, talking about the mustache for people who, um, you know, are listening to a podcast later. Good night, Lindsay. Thank you for, for staying up and uh, decorating our chat early on with uh, all, all of the emojis that you were playing with. Shout out to everyone in the chat right now. Uh, please remember to to share this video and all of those fun things. But um, before I was distracted by Audie's correct assessment and how awesome my mustache was, I I was frustrated tonight because the, the, the best attribute the Flames had in this game was their power play. The power play looked exceptional. And the problem was they couldn't get to it enough because they never had the puck, it felt like. And, like, they, they were never creating anything to draw penalties. They hit the post a bunch, but they, they were never sustaining any offensive pressure to draw any penalties. And so I, I, it was just, it was a frustrating, frustrating, frustrating night from a Calgary Flames perspective. Once again, shout out to everyone in the chat. Left-handed penman, Rudy better than, uh, or sorry, greater than Millen. I'm not going to disagree with that. And th that me saying Millen had a great night or one of the best commentator sports that had is not a, a, a Kelly Rudy shot. I think Kelly Rudy is also quite good at his job. I just think as Flames fans, we get both of those guys. Like Millen is kind of the Rudy is hockey night in Canada-ing or whatever um, just on, on weekends. Um, so we get the two of them. I think I think we are like quite blessed from a Flames perspective for color commentators. But everyone in the chat, uh, remember to like this video. The algorithm is a little bit screwy with us right now and with live videos right now. So the more you like it, the, the thing with like companies like YouTube and Google in general, when they see a bunch of people liking something, for the most part, as long as it's not hurting anyone, which I don't believe we're doing, um, for the most part, they're not going to be like, oh, you know what, we should show this thing to less people. The more you like it, the more exposure this gets, the more people we can get into the chat, the more emojis that Lindsay can show off to everyone. Um, so yeah, remember to like this video, share it with your friends out on social media. Let's let's get these things rolling a little bit. More people can experience the greatness that is the mustache that is currently attached to my face. Um, Conrad suggesting that Huberto is Alex Tongue 2.0 in the making. That th this has kind of always been Huberto's thing, though, right? Like he is, he is a like in basketball they have the pass first point guards. Huberto's a pass first guy. He he's playmaker first. Now definitely shoot that one when you're like right there, right there. I see why I get screen capped in so many weird faces on the the um the things for these after but he's right there for sure shoot that puck but like that that's that's always been his thing is that going back to florida they were frustrated like hey man shoot um i yeah that was um that was a frustrating one for for jonathan huberto uh david visiting uh david w busy in the chat tonight shout out david uh he does have a good shot, too. You're right, Conrad. 
We're sitting well enough in the standings to continue to be happy with good efforts. Story of the season, good effort with a loss. That's the thing. I don't think this was a good effort tonight. I, I think there was a bit of a good effort. And again, full marks to them. Bounced back in the second period. Second period was great. And then bounced back after the two goals in the third period. But I thought defensively, they were actually kind of bad. They were pretty sloppy with the puck. And offensively, they got some chances. They hit a boatload of posts. But I don't think they really sustained anything. Like, I... Again, for a game that they hyped up as one of the biggest of the year, I just wanted to see more than the average that this team has been stuck with for the last little bit. Um, oh yes, Rick Ball is the the straw that stirs the drink as well, and then we get Harder Ryan as well, who is also great. Like I, I think us out here out west have uh, have it pretty good in terms of Flames commentators. Also, I want to say, um, as as Audie mentioned a couple times when he was doing mucho mucho work filling in, uh, not even filling in. This is his show. Um, I'm now filling in, but um, he was picking up the the games that I was missing because I was off in Mexico. Um, I was on the east side, so which I, I was in Tulum. Um, that's Eastern Time. I have no idea how anyone in the Eastern Time Zone watches anything. I I woke up to Flames updates every time because I wasn't saying up. Flames game. This game tonight starts at ten thirty out east. Are you out of your mind? No, the Mountain Time Zone is now, and forever will be, the greatest time zone to watch sports in. The games start at 5, and they start at 8. Football starts at 11 a.m. on Sunday. It's done by, like, 9 or 9.30. It's perfect. This game just ended. It's 1.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. I don't know how people in the Eastern Times... No wonder there's the... Oh, East Coast bias. I wouldn't blame them for being biased. This game started at 10.30 their time. Who's watching that at 10.30 their time? Get out of here. So, no. Eastern time zone, folks. Whew. Man. Like, my day was basically over and NFL games were starting. I didn't even... Yeah. Mountain time zone for the win. For sure. Uh, back to the Calgary Flames. After that brief little I needed to brag because I was in Mexico thing. One thing that is giving me some hope is it does seem like some things are clicking. Special teams, I do think, is, uh, I don't want to say coming around. Um, shout out Rhodes 03, still awake, baby. Yes, look, you, you are all better people than I for, for staying up. Like I said, like I, I was staying up. We weren't. We didn't have cable in our room, so um, unless the Flames were on Netflix in Mexico and I didn't know about it, we weren't really watching, but I'm following along, and then it's like, man, it's... It's getting close to midnight. I'm 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 gonna go to bed. I'm not staying up to watch this. So for for those of you who are staying up, bravo. Uh, <laughs> left hand penman. Uh, I live in Calgary and need a pregame nap to catch game over. So yes, we, we appreciate the commitment. Yeah, the, even eight thirty start is is rough. I I'm happy I don't do the morning show thing anymore because that was cruel and unusual. That that was one of those ones where like, you know what I'm getting the extra large coffee and. When energy drinks were my jam, I was getting the extra large of whatever I had at the time. Uh, and it's like, you know what, we're just going to get through these next few hours, and then after that, we'll try. But I don't have to do that anymore. I, I appreciate um, appreciate everyone staying up with us. But yeah, I, I do think some things are starting to click now for the Flames. Special teams, I don't want to say starting to click, because the penalty kill has been good all year, but that is really starting to pick up. Um, you can start to see like what they are actually like attacking with and trying to do. That's been, like I said, that's been solid all year, but I do feel like that's taken a step. The power play is starting to look a lot more crisp and a lot more comfortable out there. I don't think they're ever going to dig out of the hole that they had to start the year. I think they're tied for 23rd right now. Um, I think, uh, like the top 
15, maybe, by the end of the year. But it, it you just see a bit more of a crispness and a bit more of an idea of what you're trying to do instead of a few guys passing around the puck until Stone just blasts the bejesus out of it and everyone goes scrambling. There seems to be a bit more cohesiveness with that now. And you're also starting to see a little bit more comfort in Jonathan Huberto's game. He's not thinking out there. Well, like, I'm sure he is. But for for Huberto, um, you could, could kind of watch him think at times throughout this year, right? Like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. Oh, I should go there. This sport moves too quick. This sport moved too quick for that in 1998, and it's gone a whole lot faster since then. That There's just no, you have to be reacting out there. And for Huberto, I think his hockey awareness is towards the top in the National Hockey League. And for him to just be able to go out there and just react and just use that abilities. He doesn't, doesn't bat a thousand, as we saw in overtime, but for the most part, his hockey instincts are going to to be a great North Star to lead him the rest of the way. He just needs to get back to using those. So I think that there is some positives to take out of that. And I think it's also positive that um, Dylan Dubé is is starting to come around on ice. Dylan Dubé has been fantastic. Um, I think they said eight points in his last five games. He's up to eight goals this season with the goal tonight on the beautiful Hannafin feed. And that is something I have been calling for for a bit. And we're starting to see it a little bit more get these defensemen more engaged. Rasmus Anderson had a for sure goal that just got broken up at the last minute. Hannafin, an excellent pinch off of, I think it was a face-off win, when he circles around and feeds Dubé for the, it was a face-off win because they were setting a screen. Um, that gets called in Game 7 of the playoffs. Sorry, Leafs fans. But um, Dylan Dubé, right there, but off of a, a Noah Hannafin pass. There are some talented offensive defensemen on this team. Ten have even led a two-on-one tonight. There are ta- uh, talented defensemen on this team on the offensive side. Use them a little bit more. Uh, that, that's just something I'd like to see, and I, I liked seeing it from the flame. So overall, like there are some things kind of starting to come together for Calgary, but I, I just this was a game that I think they needed to be there for a little bit more. Let's get back into the chat. Thank you all so much for, as mentioned, staying up late with us tonight. Remember to share this out on social media. If you miss any of this, or if you just want to hear it again, um, the podcasts, I, th- it's how I was keeping up with everything when I was down in Mexico. I admittedly fell behind a little bit, binged through quite a few when I got back here, so we're up to date now, but the podcasts are a great way to keep up with all the Canadian teams right now. I can't imagine what that Vancouver one was like tonight with uh, Elias Patterson picking up 85 points, including the shootout winner against Seattle. Um, I think they have a pretty good guest on that one too, so maybe check that out once it's done. But either way, rate and review, subscribe to the podcast as well as like and subscribe to the channel here and hit that bell icon so you don't have to put up with my tweets uh, at PrimetimeKlein letting you know. You can just know there's a little bit of a ding and then you get the thing. It's great. I don't know why I went with that voice there, but let's take a look at the chat once again. Um, Let's see here. Oh, Conrad getting the the Circle K Classic prep going, but uh, also... Saw Conrad out at uh, Centennial Arena in Okotoks. He braved those terrible driving conditions to go down and watch a pretty good hockey game between the Calgary Canucks and the Okotoks Oilers the other night. So uh, it was nice to see Conrad out and about. Uh, Yes, we're talking about how crappy it would be to live in the Eastern Time Zone. Prime Lucic is back and on a three-game point streak. He's playing okay. Um, The thing that I don't like is that he'll do one thing good. And people will ride that for like a month. So this stretch now 
is pretty good at carrying him the rest of the way. Like, he, he's probably going to ride this for the, the rest of the season. Yes, he's looked fine. That doesn't mean that he has been the key that has unlocked that. It's just he hasn't got in the way. So, great. Fantastic. Um, but, yeah, like, the, the play that he made to Huberto tonight kind of shows what his... I, I guess how valuable he can be because I think he is still someone who sees the game pretty well I, I know that sometimes because of the the pugilistic nature of how he played the sport that there can be sometimes where he gets a bit of a, a knuckle dragger repu uh, reputation this dude knows this sport and he knows it pretty well and he, he has played it at the highest level you possibly can play it in this league so something just as simple as just that quick little touch pass up to Huberto that springs him on the breakaway it's those things that he can do really really well the problem is the the feet and the body just can't get him into those spaces anymore to be able to kind of create. So it, it worked for now. Everything else is kind of going okay. That fourth line continues to be abysmal, but Lucic will be fine. Tyler Defoley getting a goal was very nice. Thank you, Tyler. That one from uh, moderator and soon-to-be Game Over Montreal host, Robert, in the chat. Uh, Robert, who is going to absolutely crush it on Game Over Montreal uh, coming up tomorrow, assuming the weather doesn't completely wipe that game out. Uh, another X-Flame, Kali Arncroft versus the Flyers scored. Um, that, that is accurate. Also, um... Scored for... Oh, versus the Flyers. Sorry. Um... One other thing, did anyone else, when they were doing the highlights tonight, when it was, oh man, you know who's been really good lately? Sonny Milano. Wasn't there just a bit of a, oof, oh, could have been with us? Could have been with us? What? Did he not have the, a PTO with the Flames to, to start the year? And he had a PTO somewhere, Flames could have had him uh, if he wasn't, but I'm pretty sure I'm remembering that right, that he was with the, the Flames um, in the preseason. Boy, that would have been great. Boy, that, that, that sure would have been, you know, instead of Rooney, Richie, whatever has been going on in the fourth line. But th th this team's success has not been hinging on the the lack of Sonny Milano and Kyle Yarncroft in the lineup. I will, I will tell you that much right now. Uh, keep the chat going. It's been a lot of fun to see everyone interacting in there tonight. I do want to ask the chat here now because I've been thinking about this a little bit. I feel like this team is a forward short and a defenseman short right now. Um, I think Stone had a pretty bad game tonight. Zadorov wasn't overly noticeable, which for him is fine, but Stone, there were some giveaways. It leads to a penalty shot, which admittedly was a soft call, but it was at worst a penalty. Uh, and there was a couple of times where a goal was scored, and then you would see Stone on the ice with the... Look, um... I don't think he was very good. I think they rely on him a little bit too much. Um, I think he is perfect in a once every few games he comes in off the bench type of a role. I, I think that we have already kind of reached the upper bound limits of what you're going to get out of Stone this season. And so my question for the chat, what is the Flames' biggest need? Um, as we, I, I'm pretty sure you can't make trades now because the, the Christmas break is um, coming up and there's that trade moratorium thing. But as we now are getting into trade deadline season, I guess, what is the biggest thing you would like to the Flames to add? Because on the one hand, we still have Milan Lucic playing top nine minutes. And if it's not him, it is either an American Hockey League player who we are, you know, excited about, but maybe the team isn't and isn't as effective yet. Or it's guys who just shouldn't be up there, whether it's Lewis or Lucic or Richie or whoever. I feel like they need another forward there, but also, 
another pretty good defenseman would really round out the defense core and kind of get it back to where people thought it was at the beginning of the season when everyone was saying, oh, this Flames team has depth on the blue line, maybe trade one of them for a forward. And now it's um, not looking so good because Valimaki left. Mackey has not turned into the defenseman we thought he would. Um, and then Chillington's been gone, um, figuring his situation out for the, the entire season. And then you start to see some of the injury issues with Tanev creep in, and all of a sudden, you're relying on a lot of dudes you don't necessarily need to be relying on. So it gets it, it gets a little bit frustrating for me. So um, Conrad going next level saying consistency is what this Flames team needs. Maybe that's it. Maybe they just need to keep gelling a little bit toward the end of the season. But my vote right now is... If this team could acquire another defenseman that you feel comfortable with, that would probably be the direction that I would go with right now. Um, I, I just feel like with the forwards, like I said, it does feel like you're a forward short, but I think if Phillips can figure it out, you can kind of piece things together a, a little bit and, and get there. But on the blue line, like we've just seen so many of these guys just aren't necessarily the answer. And as has been pointed out, um, with, with uh, Takai number one, we need a Vesna goalie. Had one, uh, at least caliber, last year with Jacob Markstrom, and he hasn't necessarily got to that. So maybe you need to improve things defensively. So I'm interested to see what, what you guys think. Is it a forward that this Flames team needs? Is it a defenseman this Flames team needs? Or as Conrad said, do they just need to keep playing together and get this consistency thing figured out? Because right now, it is just not good enough. It's It's good but it's not good enough to get this Flames team where they need to get to. At this point, they have played 37 games. There are 34 games. They have 37 points. That puts them one point out of a playoff spot. And the thing that concerns me about that is when you look at the standings right now in the Western Conference, what, excuse me, one of these teams need to fall out. I think the clear and obvious vote would be for Seattle, but even then... Behind you, you have St. Louis, who, I mean, might get Bennington to stop some pucks eventually, and maybe they get to that. But I, I just, I don't think it's a lot that this Flames team gets into the playoffs right now, and the way they are playing is not that of a playoff caliber team. Again, you were coming into the night five points back of the LA Kings. This was a monster game to get you back close to playoff positioning and to move to within three points of the team that's within second of your division. And you got outshot 11-3 to in the first period. That is is simply not good enough. So in my opinion, there needs to be a couple of tweaks to get this team over the hump and into the postseason. And that's just getting into the postseason. Once you get there, sure it would be nice to win a couple of games, wouldn't it? But as it would sit, you'd either be facing Vegas or Dallas in the first round. And I don't think either of those matchups would go the Flames way. All right, so a couple now in the chat. Um, as Takai says, we need a Vesna, uh, Vesna goalie winner, uh, and a Norris and Rocket winner like the Lightning have. Yeah, if you can go and find those, but by all means, that would be great. Uh, Lucic with nine points over at 31 games. Uh, another forward, Lucic can sit. Chemistry has been such a big problem that perhaps, uh, heavy checking D-men and forwards below the top players would be a huge difference. LA with a goal differential of minus six should fall off. That's a fair quite that fair point. And admittedly, just looking at that goal differential now, yeah, that's a fair sized one. Um, 
I will say LA's goaltending is the thing that kind of concerns you the most. I think like the the skaters on this group are fine. I I like this forward group. I think on the blue line uh, th- there's a couple of holes there. Special teams is not a strong suit of this team, but I I don't look at that Kings roster and think, "Oh, these guys are going to completely fall apart." I think if they get goaltending even remotely figured out, this team will be fine. They are not a team I'm expecting to fall out of it right now. Like that, them being at what is it, five ninety seven points percentage right now, doesn't feel out of their grasp, right? Like they got, um, they they've had some goaltending issues this year, and maybe they maybe that doesn't get addressed. Maybe that's just who they are. But I, I look at that roster and that team that we saw tonight, and I think that that is a playoff team. The only one on here right now that doesn't seem like one is Seattle, unless like Winnipeg falls off. But at this point, I don't think they're going to. But yeah, Seattle's the only one I see in there where it's like, uh, maybe this team falls out a little bit. Uh, it's tempting to say goaltending is what the Flames need because as much as Markstrom effectiveness has dropped off, um, he still beats last season's version of the Leafs' Peter Mrazek. That, that is fair. Yeah, he hasn't been as bad as some goalie situations have been. And I do think he will eventually come around on things. Vladar was fantastic tonight. Um, this game is completely out of hand without Vladar in there. But um, I, I don't think goaltending is a, a direction to go. Maybe we don't win if we meet Dallas again in the playoffs. I, I don't think the, the Flames win if the Dallas Stars are the first-round matchup right now. I think Dallas has progressed, and the Flames, as currently situated, are just kind of there. And that's the frustration, again, is that you had all of these moves, and you're still just kind of there, right? Like, it, you're just, you, it just it feels average, and it feels like the same issues that we've had for a decade here, right? Where it's like, ah, oh, yeah, like, they, they had a bit of a stumble, but back-to-backs, you know? It's, ah, first home game after a road trip. You know what? This homestand was too long. This road trip was too long. Like, it's, it's just a bunch of excuses, and then you get to this point. So, you know what? This is our biggest game of the season, so gosh darn it, we're gonna get three whole shots in the first period. Like, it just, a whole lot has changed but the entire attitude around this team just feels like it's staying the same. And maybe that's what is frustrating me tonight. Uh, if Markstrom can survive the first minute, he'll be fine. Yeah, that's what you, it's like in baseball, you have the opener, right? Where um, you, you have a starting pitcher who maybe you want to go with, but the top of their order is a little bit left-handed heavy. So let's go with a lefty out there for the first inning and then bring our guy in after that. That's what you need. Just get like Vladar out there until the first whistle and then whoosh, Markstrom in and you'll be perfectly fine. Problem solved. We're geniuses. Um, myself and left-handed penman coming together on this one. Conrad asking uh, best food to order at Seven Chiefs Arena. I have only been there a couple of times, and it was during a big hockey thing. Um, I feel like they had taco in a bag. The burger there was pretty good. I would go burger. Very standard order for me. So... Just a reminder, again, share this video, like this video, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell icon, um, smash all of those things too. I get that's the, the, the common vernacular for youtube things. But yes, we really want to grow this thing. I miss talking to all of you. I, I, I mean, not a whole bunch. I was in Mexico. It was paradise. It was amazing. But there were some moments where I miss talking to all of you. Uh, but no, these I, I always love doing these. I love the community that we are building. So let's grow it more. It's been a fun chat tonight. But I do think it is time 
to uh, put a close, uh, bring the show to a close. The next game over is, funny enough, after the next Flames game, which is tomorrow, as the Flames take on the Anaheim Ducks. Audie James will have you covered for that one. If they lose this game, I would assume that Audie puts the paper bag over his head once again. Um, that's talk about most important games of the season. I don't think a game against Anaheim on December 23rd is the most important game of the season, but you best not be losing that one. That's all I'm going to say. That's going to do it for this one. Once again, thank you all so much. Like the video, share the video, subscribe to all the channels, subscribe. Um, I guess it's just one channel. Subscribe to the podcast as well. You can follow me on social media. I am at primetimecline on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, thank you all so much for tuning in and we'll talk to y'all later. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.